if you find yourself eating things that you don't actually want to eat, stay tuned. This episode is for you. I'm going to tell you where this is coming from and what you can actually do about it. And it has nothing to do with restricting more, dieting more, or finding more willpower. So stay tuned. We're going to take a look at why you're eating things that you don't want to eat and what to do about it. Hi, I'm Haley. I've been a nutritionist for over 10 years and I saw firsthand how the diet industry works, but mostly doesn't work to help you lose weight. Then I found myself 20 pounds overweight and realized the weight loss struggle has nothing to do with what you eat, but why you eat. So I went on a mission to explore the brain and its role in weight loss. And now I help my clients lose 30 pounds in 90 days by wiring their brain to weight less. On this show, you are going to learn how to wire your brain to lose weight so that you never have to diet, restrict, deprive, or willpower again. Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. So excited to be here with you. As always, I also wanted to say... Thank you so much for the incredible feedback. I've been getting so many messages and comments from people that they love the podcast. They've gotten so much value out of it. They're losing weight just from listening and just feel like everything that I'm saying is like speaking right to them, which is really incredible to hear. So I really appreciate you sharing that with me and I appreciate you listening. (laughs) This is all for you. This is like the podcast that I wish I had had a couple of years ago when I was like really lost and struggling with the weight. And I'll kind of get into that in this, in this episode in particular, but um, yeah, I just wanted to say thank you for listening. Thank you so much for the feedback. Really appreciate it. And um, I'm glad that you're liking the show. So today we're going to talk about, I love this. So I was on this, complete redirect. (laughs) I was on a call with somebody recently who wanted to work with me. And she said, where is this coming from that is telling me to eat things I don't actually want to eat? I loved the way that she put this. Because in out there in the world, we call when we have this desire to eat something that we don't want to eat, we call it a lot of different things. Like if if you are experienced and, and everybody I talk to calls it something different, um, it's it's not really like defined very well out there. Like if you try to Google this, it, you know, nothing would come up like what? So we call it cravings. We call it emotional eating. We call it stress eating. Some people say like it's hormones, like this is my hormones. That's causing me to eat things that I don't want to eat. Um, (laughs) my husband won't stop buying junk food. That's why I'm eating things that I don't want to eat. Um, (laughs) I get all different types of things. I can't even, when I was experiencing it, I really, I don't even remember what I was calling it in my head. But um, I'll kind of get into that. But I thought this really nicely summed it up. Why am I eating things that I don't want to eat? Where is this desire coming from? 
And the truth of it is, it's coming from your brain. It's always your brain. This is a huge focus in my program. And when I work with people, you know, obviously like they come to me to work on their brain, but we really dive in and focus on all of these moving parts. Like where, where does the desire come from? Where that's an emotion. Where does that come from? Where does, you know, all of these thoughts come from that when you have are faced with a plate of cookies that, and you aren't eating a plate of cookies today, it's not part of your plan. Why are you wanting to eat the cookies? Like, where does that specifically come from? I think it's really important that we know that my clients know that really well, but when you don't know it, it feels like a mystery because nobody is talking about it. And I think part of the reason that nobody is talking about it is because there's very little knowledge about it. Like I know a lot about it because I have A, experienced it, B, I've really done a lot of work to study it and to seek out resources that talk about this. But it's, it's not something you can like easily Google and find information on. And there's like, you know, 10 books that are written about this. Like it's not really out there. And I, I think part of it is our lack of understanding of it and where this com- comes from. And also this diet industry mentality, because diets don't solve for this part of our human experience, they don't offer any, you know, they don't talk about it. They act like it doesn't exist. <laughs> I was actually just talking to somebody about this. Um, and she had the same experience that I had and that most of my clients have had. She was like, when I was dieting, you know, I felt so isolated. Like I felt like I was the problem when it would fail, when the diet failed. And that's really what you're taught is that if the diet doesn't work, it's not the diet, it's you. And the truth of it is the diets miss this huge piece, which is wanting to eat things that we don't actually want to eat. And we have, that comes from our brains. We have to focus on our brains if we want to fix that. And if a diet doesn't focus on your brain, it's probably going to try to act like You're the problem when you want to eat things that you don't actually want to eat or that are off the list, (laughs) not on the list. So that's your fault. (laughs) You did it wrong. So um, when we, (laughs) if we're thinking back to the diet, we're thinking about this list of foods. We, a lot of time we, we think that if we just find this correct list of foods, that will prevent us from finishing off a carton of ice cream on the couch every night. And I I experienced this as well. Like, okay, I'm eating all this stuff that I don't want to eat. So I must just not have the right list of foods that's going to somehow tell me or, you know, take away my desire to eat all the stuff that I've been eating. It doesn't work like that. And deep down, we know that. It's just that diets are kind of like the only thing that you're able to find out there and the only place to go as an option 
to solve this problem. So we kind of just go there, but it's never going to work. They never solve for over desire. They don't solve any part of your brain. They also don't teach you anything new. They don't teach you how to change your brain and how to change the way you think about food, how to understand where all this is coming from. So today I'm going to share with you where your desire to eat things that you don't want to eat is coming from. I'm going to share with you what to do about it. And the what to do about it has nothing to do with distracting yourself Simply saying that you're not going to eat the food that you've been overeating anymore. You know, if it is a carton of ice cream on the couch every night, the answer isn't saying I'm never going to eat ice cream again. And I, oh my gosh, I actually was talking to somebody else about this. She um, is a client and she was like, I used to go through these cycles where like, let's just example say, you know, I was eating. I would eat a carton of ice cream every night. So then I'd say, no, I'm not going to eat ice cream anymore. And she's like, and then all of a sudden I'd be eating like, you know, sour gummies. I don't even like sour gummies, but like it wasn't ice cream. (laughs) And she's like, and then, then I would say, okay, no more sour gummies. I'm never eating that again. And then I'm eating, you know, like a whole box of cookies. I don't usually eat cookies, but I was eating that. Like, so, you know, cutting out this food, doesn't mean that your brain no longer desires to have that food or anything sweet at all, or or is just completely not desiring to overeat at all. It's just going to go to the next thing that will also give it what it wants, which is some dopamine. It's just going to find the next thing. Even if you're like, I hate sour gummies. If your brain is looking for that dopamine, it's just going to find the sour gummies. It's just going to eat the thing that you don't actually want to eat. She's going to go on to the next one. Cutting out a food doesn't solve it. We have to actually go to the root. We have to go to where the problem is coming from. So um, the solution is not distracting yourself. It's not cutting out foods. It's not finding more willpower or motivation. Actually not. Either one of those. The answer is brain wiring and it's the only thing that works when you're eating things that you don't want to be eating taking it to the source so i've told a little bit about my story here before but um i got my degree in nutrition and exercise physiology i started working with clients on weight loss and i was doing what any nutritionist would do prescribing diets and my clients were coming back and saying, yeah, okay, got it. But like, I can't comply. Like, you know, I was, there was a plate of cookies in the break room. So I ate the cookies. So like, what do I do with that? And I was like, yeah, I don't know. No, wasn't taught that in school. I have no tools for you. I have no clue. Um, so out of frustration, I ended up actually quitting that job and starting my own business. And all of a sudden I was like kind of thrown into this very different for me, emotional experience where like, I'm now a business owner. I'm relying on myself to pay myself. (laughs) No one else is paying me. I have to figure out how to make enough money to survive. I have to manage employees and customer. I mean, it was just like this whole other thing that I was not mentally having any clue how to deal with or prepare for. And my brain 100% was like, this 
is horrible. I think we know what's going to fix it and it's food. We're just going to eat. We're just going to eat all the food all the time. It'll make us not have to experience all these negative emotions, which I didn't realize at that time. Like I could have, there's a whole process to like really processing negative emotion and understanding our thought processes and what creates negative emotion, which is our thoughts, which all of my clients know, but just living out there in the world, we don't really know. We don't understand that. I didn't understand that at the time. So I was having all these thoughts that were creating all these negative emotions. All of those negative emotions were really uncomfortable. And so I, my, this part of my brain kind of turned on and was like, this sucks. Let's just eat to manage how horrible you're feeling all the time. <laughs> this will fix it. And this is what, this is super common. This is what, you know, most of us walk around with every day. We experience a negative emotion. Our brain's like, this is not comfortable. You know, what'll fix it is some food. And so we eat. And that's what I was doing. And it all of a sudden, I'm like 20, 30 pounds overweight. I am thinking about food all of the time, craving food all of the time. What is going on? I've never experienced this before. I had no idea. Like I was so clueless, so confused. It was the biggest mystery to me where like I am truly eating stuff that I don't want to be eating. I don't want to be overweight. I want to go back to when I weighed what I wanted to weigh and I felt really good in my body and I had to wear all the clothes that I liked. I want to go back to that when I wasn't thinking about food all the time. And I just couldn't get back there. So how do I get back there? Like, this is awful. So it was kind of like this added layer of like misery on top of misery. Like I was already experiencing all these negative emotions from this, um, you know, my thought process around this business and working for myself. And now on top of that, I'm having to deal with like the fact that I'm overweight and I'm overeating all the time. And all I'm doing is thinking about food, which I hate. (laughs) It's just like one more thing. I was like, oh my God. So for me, that experience was so eye-opening. It was so, there was times where I was like, if I had one wish, it would be that I didn't have this anymore, that I didn't have these cravings. I, I really wish I could remember like what I was referring to it as for myself, um, cravings, emotional eating, stress eating, whatever I was calling it. I was like, I just don't want to have to deal with this anymore. This is the worst thing ever. It's a mystery, complete mystery. I had no idea where it was coming from. Like brain, hormones, my job, my business. I mean, it was, it was my business and my job, but like, it's the job's fault. You know, I thought that was maybe it. Like, I was just so confused. I was so confused. I felt so alone. Like I knew on some level that the clients I had been working with at my previous job had experienced some of this, but I had no idea to what extent because I hadn't ever experienced it. I didn't really get it. And I wasn't, when I was working with them in that scenario, I wasn't asking the right questions because I really didn't know. I didn't understand at all what they were going through. And now I'm in it and it's just like horrible. So I tried the diets. I I decided like, I'm going to do what I would tell one of my clients to do. And that didn't work either. That like made it worse. 
<laughs> I'm like restricting all day and then like at night it's just a like free for all meaning like peanut butter out of the jar like what is going on it heightened my desire for food and my thinking about food it just increased all of that which didn't help obviously um and ultimately I ended up realizing that all of this was coming from my brain. I read this book. It had nothing to do with food. It was, it was about habits and the brain. And I was like, oh my God, like, I think it's coming from my brain. <laughs> so, but like before that, when I would Google it, I was like, I don't even know what to type into Google. And so if you are there, I understand this place of like having no clue where this is coming from. It feels like a complete mystery. You don't even know where to start, who to ask what to Google, what book to read, what coach to seek out, you know, you're just like, I don't know. Like, I don't even know what this is. Do I need to go to a doctor and get my hormones checked? Like what is going on? It's incredibly confusing and and can be really um, frustrating. But anyways, uh, ultimately I realized it was my it was coming from my brain. And then I really devoted myself to studying the brain, figuring this out because there really isn't a good process out there. There's some people who kind of, you know, I had to like seek out this information. Like it's not easy to find. Um, there's some people who kind of talk about it a little bit here and there. And we talk about thought processes and emotions, which is a piece of it. We talk about dopamine. That's a piece of it. But putting all these pieces together and then creating a process um, and a program that allows you to get your brain to a place where you genuinely don't want to be eating all the time and you're genuinely not thinking about food all the time and you're genuinely able to walk through a break room with a plate of cookies and not want to eat them. That's what I wanted and that's what I want for my clients now that I've, you know, kind of gone down that path. But, um, this all brings us to today's topic, your desire to eat things that you don't want to eat. It comes from your brain. And so you have to go to the source in order to fix it. I believe that knowledge is power. So knowing that this comes from your brain is the first step to making a change and to losing weight for good. A lot of times, like just like in my story where I had a lot of confusion about where these cravings and emotional eating and thinking about food all the time was coming from, you know, I was thinking it was outside of me. And so a lot of people I talk to, you know, it is, they think it is their husband that's causing this because he brings cookies into the house or they think it's their job's fault because it's really stressful that's why I'm, you know, stress eating. Um, we think it's our hormones. I hear this one all the time. Well, it's my hormones. I'm like, and I have no control over my hormones. Don't you know? Okay, folks, let me tell you something. Yes. We hit it a certain age where our hormones do shift and our metabolism does shift. That's only one piece And every time you tell yourself that you can't lose weight 
because of your hormones or because of your metabolism or that it's going to be so much harder. You take your power and your control away from yourself and you give it over to this nebulous thing outside of you. You need to stop doing that. Hormones are a piece of your metabolism. They do shift and they do change. That does not mean that you don't have control over your weight or that you can't change it. You are not a victim of your hormones. You need to step into your power and take control and you do that with your brain. Telling yourself that your hormones are the reason that you're overeating or the reason that you're craving things is doing yourself a disservice and it's not true. Okay, that was my soapbox for this podcast. (laughs) But this also comes from like, we've been taught, we've been conditioned to believe that the reason we're eating things that we don't want to eat is because we don't have the right diet. We don't have the right list of foods that tells us not to eat the thing. And that's just, you know, so easy to follow. And isn't it a miracle? (laughs) When has that ever worked? Never. We've been taught that we're eating things we don't want to eat because our life is too stressful. We have too much going on because we don't work out enough because of our hormones, because we turned 50 and our metabolism is magically changed and we're never going to be able to lose weight again because we got a divorce, because there's too many snacks in your house, because you retired, because you're bored, because you don't have enough accountability. You don't have somebody there to take food out of your hand when when you're picking up the plate of cookies. You don't have somebody to whack the plate out of your hand. You just need to live your life on that show, The Biggest Loser. I think that's what it's called. That's the solution. Because you're not restrictive enough. Because you lost your motivation. Because you don't have enough willpower. The list goes on. These are all the things that we're kind of told to believe. The reason why we have why we're eating things that we don't want to eat. And none of them are actually the reason that you're eating things that you don't want to eat. You are eating things that you don't want to eat because of your brain, because you have two parts of your brain. Now we're really going to get into it. This is important. You have a part of your brain that wants to lose weight. And you have a part of your brain that wants pleasure from food. And that is I pleasure from food kind of generalized, but really that's dopamine. It wants to get dopamine from food. That part, I, a lot of times I refer to it here as the toddler, that part of your brain that wants pleasure from food is in control right now. It is making your food decisions. It's running the show. It's getting that pleasure whenever it wants it, because it knows how to manipulate you. It knows what to say in order to create an emotion that will drive you to eat. This is really the thought process that I teach my clients. There's a thought that's created in our brain. That thought has a physical chemical reaction in our body and it's called an emotion. And we physically experience that. And that drives our action, which is eating the plate of cookies or the carton of ice cream, or 
not eating it. But either way, that comes from a thought that's created in our brain. The real key to ending this battle, to ending eating things that you don't want to eat, to ending this desire to eat things that you don't want to eat, is to put the part of your brain that wants to lose weight back in control. And I teach my clients how to do this with a three-step process. Okay? So the first step of this three-step process is to make a plan. When we make decisions ahead of time, we automatically put the part of our brain that wants to lose weight in control. And I teach my clients to do this not from a place of restriction and deprivation. That's just like every other diet. We don't do that. We do it from a place where we could, like, we want to live our lives from. So we plan for our indulgences. We plan to eat foods that we enjoy. We plan to eat foods that make us feel good physically. I don't mean feel good physically like the way a carton of ice cream makes us feel good. I mean, make us feel good physically the way, you know, a good salad with some clean protein does or some chicken and rice does, whatever that is for you, but makes you feel physically energized, light, grounded, clear-headed, ready to tackle the day. So we make a plan from that place. These are foods that are going to serve me, that I also enjoy eating, that I'm going to feel really good after I eat. And there's foods that I also really like to eat that aren't maybe going to make me feel that good. (laughs) But I'm planning it. I'm not eating it out of, okay, I can never have this again. I'm not even supposed to be eating this now. So I'm just going to eat all of it. That place does not work. And also that place is coming from that place, that part of your brain that just wants pleasure from food. And when we work it that way, that part of our brain's always winning, always making the food decisions. And we're just teaching it that, yes, this is working. It is like a toddler. So if you always give a toddler a candy bar and then today you say no candy bar, the toddler's going to throw a fit. And what we usually do, if we don't know how to deal with the fit, is to just be like, oh my God, give it a candy bar. (laughs) Get it to shut up. (laughs) That's what we do. So we need to teach it that throwing a fit doesn't work. You don't get what you want when you throw a fit. Sorry. And then guess what? It stops throwing a fit. Actually, this was such a cool experience. I just coached one of my clients on this. She didn't ever realize what happened. She went to dinner. Everyone else ordered these really indulgent meals. And she was like, you know, I was just sitting there just like genuinely not wanting to eat any of that food. I just genuinely had no interest in it. And so I ordered this like healthy meal. I loved it. It was really good. And I felt really good. And like, I was super happy. And I, I don't even know why that happened. And I was like, that happened because you trained the toddler in your brain that throwing a fit doesn't work. And so it didn't even throw a fit. And you were just so 
taken aback that there was no fit, that you didn't know what happened, but that's what happened. So that kind of this, that whole toddler conversation that we just had brings me to step two. So step one, we make a plan. We put the part of our brain that wants to lose weight in charge. And then step two is we stick to the plan. It sounds so simple. And this is the most challenging part. And it's a part that we struggle with the most that all of my clients struggle with the most, but it is the part that will allow you to lose weight permanently. And it's the part that diets don't cover at all. They don't teach you this at all. And this is the part where it's like, why am I eating things that I don't want to eat? Sticking to the plan. So we have our plan. We walk into the break room. There's a plate of cookies. And we're like, yeah, that's not on my plan. I'm not eating it. But that really is training that toddler in our brain that you can throw a fit right now, but you that doesn't mean that you're going to get the cookies. And this is really the most challenging part. But we have to do that. We have to practice it. Just like I t- said with my client, she had practiced it that a lot. And then when she experienced this place where it didn't come up at all, she had no idea what had happened. And that's really what had happened. And that's really the goal is to get yourself to this place where you can walk by a plate of cookies and there is no fit. There's no drama. There's just nothing. Your brain's just quiet. It's like throwing a fit doesn't work. It never works anymore. The only time we get dopamine from food, which is never in the same way that it used to be, is when it's planned, (laughs) when we've put it into our plan, just like I teach. You plan your indulgences. You plan the cookie. And then you get to eat this cookie and really, really enjoy it. And it's not from a place of I'll never get to have a cookie again. It's from a place of like, I planned this cookie. This cookie is amazing. I'm eating it in a way that's not going to leave me feeling sick afterwards. And I'm done. And the toddler in your brain is still quiet. It knows like it didn't get you to eat that cookie. The part of you that wants to lose weight did. And that throwing a fit, you know, next time isn't going to work. So it's just, it's just quiet. Just like we just shut it up. That's what this is all about sticking to the plan is really the piece of this that puts you in control of your cravings that puts you in a place where you can learn how to train your brain to stop offering that up all the time to stop obsessing about food to stop thinking about food all the time to stop emotional eating to stop stress eating to stop hormonal eating all the things is really about being able to process that, those emotions when they come up and get yourself to this place where you genuinely just don't want to eat it and where your brain just genuinely stops throwing fits. This is really where you get your power back. And that's, I think, one of the most freeing parts about what I teach is like being in this place where you don't want to eat the things all the time. You're not thinking about the things all the time. And you just get to live in the body that you want to live in. And your brain is quiet. 
And then step three, I'll just go ahead and finish this, this whole podcast is really about step two, but step three is evaluate. And what I teach there is that we have to look at our failures and our successes, and we have to understand where both of them come from. If we step on the scale and it goes up, why? If we ate in a carton of ice cream on the couch last night, even though that wasn't on our plan, why? We need to understand that. We need to know why, because we don't want to practice that. All of my clients are athletes learning a new sport. And so when we learn a new sport, we consciously decide what we want to practice and what we don't want to practice. So if you're learning tennis, your coach is not going to say, yeah, continue to swing your racket all wonky while you're, you know, falling over backwards. That's great. They would say, no, that does not work. Do not practice that anymore. If you start to swing your racket in that way or fall backwards as you go for a ball, have awareness around it and adjust. So that's not going to work. It's not going to get you where you want to go. That's what we do when we evaluate in my program. We understand what isn't working, what we don't want to practice. And we also look at like what is working. So this client of mine who had had this huge success where she went to this restaurant and genuinely didn't want to order the things. I made her, she she wanted to like give the credit to the universe. She was like, I have no idea where this came from. And I made her slow down and figure out where that came from. What thought created that for you? Because that was a thought that you had that you created for yourself. Let's identify that. We want to practice that. So if we take it back to the sport, if you're an athlete learning a new sport, your coach, like you're, you hit an amazing shot. They're not going to be like, wow, that was a fluke. <laughs> Can you imagine if they're like, that was a fluke? Okay, let's just keep going. They'd be like, see what you did there. This is how you swung your racket. This is what you did with your feet. This is the position that you had yourself in. Do that more. That's what we do with weight loss. What is working? That thought for my client is working. I was like, practice that. Know what that is. Keep doing that. It's really important. So that's evaluating. But this podcast, again, I just like, I'm on a rant today. (laughs) So back to eating things that we don't want to eat. This is all about getting the toddler in our brain to shut up, putting the part of you that wants to lose weight back in control. And from that place, you never have to use willpower. You never have to restrict again. What you really learn to do is understand what's going on in your brain, where it's coming from, process it, and move on. And teach your brain that throwing a fit doesn't work which is what wanting to eat things that you don't actually want to eat is. It's your brain throwing a fit. It's your brain offering up all of these thoughts and emotions to get you to give it what it wants, which is the dopamine. And sticking to the plan is all about being able to recognize that, see what, when it's coming, what, what's coming up, 
process through it, and move on. This is really the key to the whole thing. Once you can learn that, you can live in this quiet brain that isn't chattering about food all the time. You can live at your ideal weight effortlessly for the rest of your life, but it does take practice. But really the first step is you here right now, learning and understanding that and knowing that for yourself. And then being able to see it next time or tonight, later today, when it pops up, you're gonna be like, oh, shh, Nikes, that's it. That just happened. I heard it. <laughs> you're gonna start hearing it. And then you're gonna start experiencing the emotions and understanding what's going on there. And then you're gonna start processing through them without eating. So what you want to do today, take away from this podcast, my soapbox podcast, (laughs) is take these three steps and start putting them into action in your life. Start acknowledging when your brain doesn't want to stick to the plan. What are you thinking? What emotions is it creating? How can you process through those and get to the other side where you genuinely don't want to eat the thing anymore? How can you process through that without eating? It's really the key. You can't, you always have the option to eat. I always tell my clients that like, don't walk into that telling yourself that you can't have the thing that doesn't help makes it more difficult. You always have the option to eat the thing, but the goal is to process it all the way to the other side where you don't eat the thing, where that emotion completely lifts, your brain quiets down, and you're just done. It's no longer asking to be fed something that you don't actually want to eat. Okay, you guys, thank you so much for being here with me. It's a pleasure and I will see you on the next episode. Bye. If you love what you heard on the show, if you're done with dieting, restriction, deprivation, and willpower, and you want to make a permanent change to your weight and your life, Join the waitlist to work with me. You can do that at bit.ly backslash call waitlist. That's bit.ly backslash call waitlist.